Hey, it's episode 119 of Amen, Brother Ben. This is the podcast that keeps you focused on God and acting like Jesus. I'm the aforementioned Brother Ben. And yesterday, I was listening back to the podcast because I'm a narcissist, and I noticed that I kept using the words info and information and truth interchangeably when we were talking about informational hygiene. But God kind of revealed to me something that I think we need to talk about today. Info and truth, they're not the same. Yeah, information and truth a lot of times get used interchangeably. You may think that if you have information, you have truth. But there is a difference between information and truth. Now, truth may have information in it, but that is certainly not all. In fact, um, that's kind of what I want to get to today is um, because we do want our information to be good. I talked yesterday in our show about how we wanted to have good informational hygiene and make sure we're not spreading falsehoods and lies and and hurting the witness of Christ uh, because we're gullible uh, or misinformed. Um, But I've also noticed that people like to take information and use it as a weapon and present it in certain ways. So, and they think that that's truth, but information really just helps us to interpret and arrive at truth. It's not truth itself, right? Truth has no agenda except for God's agenda. God has created the world in such a way that truth is truth. And so if he's decided something is true, then it is his agenda, But information can be really manipulative. That's why you see numbers get thrown around on social media to make a a point, maybe about politics or something like that. Or sometimes you can manipulate numbers or use certain numbers to make a company seem uh, better off or worse off than it is. Or maybe you're using it on your taxes to uh, try to make sure you cut your due taxes. Information can be manipulative, but the truth just has the agenda of God. Uh, And this is kind of a weird place to find it, but I realize that in the story of Job, we see some perspective on this. I'm not going to get totally into that story, but if you have never read the book of Job, Job is about suffering. And in the middle of Job's suffering, his friends come, and a lot of the book is just a conversation between Job and his friends. And there's one friend named uh, Elphias or Elphias that um, kind of really is a shining example of this because um, Elphias is, and and all the other friends they make good points, right? They have a lot of information, right? Some worldly perspective, some common sense, some logic. But they miss the truth. And so Elphias, although he was coming at, by that point from a prideful and, and, and an arrogant place, he made a good point in Job chapter 15 in verse 2 where he says this. He says, he says, should a wise man answer with vain knowledge and fill himself with the east wind? So he's saying that that was what Job was doing or trying to defend himself and his responses. But he kind of makes a good point and kind of skewers himself in the process because he, he asked this kind of rhetorical question. Would a wise person answer with vain knowledge? And you're like, what is he talking about, the east wind? Basically, what that meant was fill himself full of hot air, as the modern phrase says. You know, filling yourself with a lot of bluster and a lot of bluff, um, 
but it, it's not necessarily really anything of substance in it. It's vain. It's it's vanity. It's surface level. It's just for looks, and there's really no deep uh, abiding truth in it. Vain knowledge is the problem, and that's what uh, information a lot of times is, is vain knowledge. And wise people, men and women, know the difference between information, which can be vain, uh, which can have an agenda, and the truth. Right, So the truth is how we interpret this information. There's a really good example of that. I want to play from, for you uh, from the show, one of my favorite shows called The Chosen. If you've never watched The Chosen, it's uh, it's on its way. It's just in one season uh, been one of my favorites. It's going to be a multi-season independent show uh, about the life uh, and ministry of Jesus. And in that, there's some characters um, that they kind of – fill out some backstory for and there's a there's this group called the Pharisees which if you didn't know is a group of smart and learned have a lot of information religious people of the time um and and two of them in particular Nicodemus is one that's starting to see the truth of Jesus starting to understand that things may not be what the information perceives uh and then there's Shmuel or Shmuel or I don't know how he says it but he he's one of his former students that's doubting him that's that's got all this information, but doesn't know what to do with it. So I'm going to play you a part of this. I'm getting it from their YouTube page. I encourage you to go watch the show. But here's a great shining example of information versus truth. Watch or listen to this, and then we'll we'll kind of wrap it up after this. My eyes are tired. Would you mind reading to me from the scroll of the prophet Isaiah? They're in like a temple. He's going to go over and read a scroll to him. This is Shmuel about to talk. Comfort. Comfort my people, says our... A little further down. A few lines. A voice cries, In the wilderness, prepare the way of Adonai. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Hmm. And who does that sound like? The heretic John. It's John the and Baptist. What heresy do you find in those words, being that Isaiah said? The them? heresy is that John has appropriated Isaiah's words by taking a spiritual description of God in heaven and applying it to John's physical successor on earth. Successor? John said, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. And? God has no body, he cannot wear sandals. God cannot take human form. To say so is blasphemy. And where does it say that God cannot take human form? In the scroll of Deuteronomy. You saw no face the day Adonai spoke to you at Horeb. Just because they saw no form doesn't mean God cannot take one. In Exodus. You cannot see my face for no man shall see me and live. This person would have to walk around with his face covered. So you would place limits? On the Almighty? None that are not written in law. And if God did something that you felt contradicted the Torah, would you tell him to get back in that box that you have carved for him? Mm. Or would you question your interpretation of the Torah? When I was a student. Mm, mm. Okay, I think that you get the main point there. Shmuel has all this information, yet does not arrive at the truth. The truth is literally staring him, not at that moment, but he comes face to face with the truth of all that this guy stands for, Jesus, and yet he misses it. And it reminds us that we can have all the right information, 
You heard Shmiel. He had Bible verses. He had bars, too. He was talking about uh, untying sandals and stuff. He was rhyming. Uh, But he had all the right info, and he still got it wrong. So degrees and man-made books and all this stuff, you know, I've seen it where if you don't go to college, like there's some of my uh, pastor friends that don't take me seriously because I never got a degree from a seminary, right? But information is good, but it shouldn't be a replacement for the divine perspective that is offered to us through the Holy Spirit, right? Go back to Job's friends. They had lots of knowledge. They had tons of worldly perspective, even some knowledge of God. But when they were proven wrong, they were proven short-sighted when they refused to let God operate outside of the box that they had created. And so we have to be careful to differentiate and not put information and not put vain knowledge on a pedestal, but that we but we also don't need to hate it. We need to realize that it can be helpful for us, but we can never uh, replace that active and close relationship with God because he is the truth. And so we want to, with good information, seek the truth and to spread that truth wherever we go. I don't know exactly what that looks like for your life, but take that principle with you, put it into good use, all right? Just because you can spout facts and figures, just because someone knows information and the, the, the page number in the book doesn't mean that they are living and operating on the foundation of truth. But we have the opportunity to get that through that relationship with Jesus Christ. And I hope you have one today. Any questions for me, amenben.com. We'll wrap up this week tomorrow. See you then.